I'm Jesse Aredia, and you're listening to Mom Empowered, where I help moms ditch their anger, break free from anxiety, and create the life they've always wanted. This show is for the mom who's ready to become more free and empowered. What a whirlwind these past couple of weeks have been. The girls and Grant and I, we just got back from a week-long beach vacation a little over a week ago, and instead of going right home, we actually immediately went to go stay at my parents' house for a few days, because while we were gone, we had contractors working on our house, painting, installing new carpet, updating fixtures in preparation for our move, and so that meant that for 10 straight days, we were not sleeping in our own house, not sleeping in our own beds, and oh my gosh, it just feels so good to finally be back home. I really, really appreciate our space, our personal space, and my my personal bed and my routine. I appreciate it so much more now that I am eight months pregnant, which is so crazy. And I'm happy to announce that as of this week, our house is officially on the market. Uh, You guys can keep our family in prayer through this process because truthfully there there really is no telling how quickly the house will sell and there also is no telling how quickly we will find and be able to move into our new house. And this baby is coming in November, which means we are cutting it pretty close, especially for us having a home birth, meaning we just don't even know at this point which house Josie will even be born in so wild, um, quite an adventure, and uh, definitely definitely something that makes this season more interesting. I'm realizing more and more these days how thankful I am for the stability that my job offers, and I know that when people think of entrepreneurship or having your own business, stability is not typically the first word that comes to mind. But when I say that things feel stable for me, what I mean is that every week I coach between 10 and 12 women and these calls, even though it can sometimes feel like a lot to juggle alongside all the other things that are going on right now, these calls really are such a a reprieve for me because I get to step into the coaching zone for those hours and take my mind off of my life and my emotions and all of the chaos swirling around me. And, And that's when I get to really focus in on holding space for my clients, which actually brings me to today's episode. Today, you are going to be listening to what coaching with me is like as I coach one of my clients who, she's a foster mom, she has two foster kids, And I'm coaching her today on the subject of grief. This conversation we had together was definitely an emotional one um, for her and for me. And not because I was filled with my own sorrow or my own overwhelm, but truly because as a coach for this hour, I had the privilege of holding space for her sorrow and holding space for her overwhelm. And that definitely can be heavy for, for the both of us at times. Um, There were a few things we talked about in this session that I hope you get to take away, um, such as what it means to have the emotional bandwidth to carry both grief and strength, uh, the power of acknowledging when you are dealing with a new emotion, 
because oftentimes when we experience grief for the very first time, it's very scary and intimidating. And it helps to remember that it's not that everything has gone wrong, it's just that we're facing something unfamiliar and new. You know, our brain tricks us into thinking that, that the world is falling apart and that and that we've somehow messed up or, you know, things are not as they should be. But truly, it's just our our way of coping with something unfamiliar. Um, we also talk about replacing the judgment of our emotions with taking action with our emotions. It's so important that we that we collectively stop judging our emotions because really th- that does not serve us and there's so many other things we can do with our emotions that will serve us and, and help us get to a healthier place. Um, there were a few points in our conversation where I also definitely challenged my client with some hard questions, which is another reason that I love coaching. Um, I love getting to push and challenge my clients because what I am most after is their growth, not their comfort. I think that's such an important distinction for me to make. Um, As you're listening to this episode, I hope that you are also given a taste of how powerful coaching can be for you personally and that you allow yourself to consider whether working with a coach might be a right fit for you. I announced a couple of weeks ago that the wait list for my six-month mom-empowered coaching program is now open and this is still very much true. Spots are being filled but there's still time to reach out and join and what's so awesome about joining this specific wait list is that it offers you the opportunity to receive incredible value and powerful coaching and transformation right here right now. When you join, you not only get monthly calls with me leading up to the official relaunch of the program in December, but you also get a physical mom-empowered workbook that I am so excited about. You'll get that sent to you in the mail, as well as video trainings that will literally teach you how to start mastering your thoughts, managing your emotions, create more of the results you want, and Get this, make your investment worth it before the program even begins. I'm telling you guys, this is an amazing offer that you don't want to miss out on. So if you are ready to learn more and discuss whether working with me might be the right fit for you, I would love to invite you to hop on a free 45-minute empowerment call with me. We'll, we'll chat more about it and you can apply for this call by visiting my website at jessiearedia.com forward slash coaching. Okay, without further ado, let's dive into today's conversation. Well, it sounds like you are experiencing grief. Like yeah. you're, you're kind of mourning. No, oh, oh, wow. No, like I'm not being sarcastic. I'm actually like, why haven't I? Yeah, that, yeah. that's that's pretty accurate. Yeah, you're you're mourning. You're grieving. But I think if there's anything that, like, people have been really, really kind of uh, kind of clinging to this year, especially 2020, it's the coexistence of grief with other things. Yeah. And how you can still be grieving, but also have gratitude. You can be grieving, but also find joy. And I want to challenge you not to at all diminish your grief. Because that is not, that is not what I want. That is not what God wants. That, and I, I, don't, I don't want you to think, okay, I'm going to stuff this grief down so I can go experience joy. Yeah. No, you don't have to do that. You can have both. 
and you don't have to have them both at the same time, you can let them maybe take turns a little bit because it is hard to have both going on. But I want to challenge you if, you, if you feel up to it, in the coming weeks, as you're noticing yourself experiencing grief, see what, see what it might look like for you to carve out some time to experience joy too. And so maybe, you know, for just as many, for just as many moments as you're imagining, oh man, that's going to be such a hard, painful conversation. Oh my goodness. Like I'm picturing the devastation that he's going to experience. I'm picturing the devastation his mom is experiencing. Just as, for just as much time as you're spending imagining those, imagine what could be from this. Imagine his mom becoming healthy and taking care of herself and then being able to to be a, the best version she can be for him even though she's not the mom the, the yeah. mom at the moment I want you to picture him growing up and coming to peace and thriving and loving life and deciding that's my mom's story. That's not, that's not going to be mine. You know, deciding like, you know, what his goals are. I want you to spend time picturing those things too, so that you can have joy, not to counter the grief, but just joy to come alongside the grief. Does that make sense? Yeah. I wrote this down and I don't know why I feel like this is important because we were talking about systems last week. And I wrote down this week's emotional, this week's system is emotional survival. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm like, I just can't. I, I want to know how, how you feel after I, after I say this out loud. Okay. And whether or not you might be able to say this out loud for yourself. You have the emotional bandwidth for this. I do. But I don't know what that means. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what that I agree with that statement. I don't know what it looks like. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, like, I feel like to me saying that my initial reaction is like, I have the emotional bandwidth, so I don't have to react to it. Do you know what I mean? But I know that I need to react to it and like work with it in order to not go insane. Yeah. Okay. So let's get more specific then. Please do. You have the emotional bandwidth to experience the full spectrum of grief that this week is calling for and experience the full spectrum of strength that you still have. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's hard to see strength and breaking down emotionally in the same sentence. Why? I don't know. I've just never, I guess I've never seen it modeled and I don't, I don't know how to do it. I mean, maybe I am doing it, but I just, it just doesn't feel like that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, the questions that are going around in my head, I'm like, well, no. Uh, like, one of the questions like, well, can I cry and be emotionally sh- like, have a wide emotional bandwidth and it's like yes you can but I don't know why I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't know it's I don't I don't know 
Yeah. Well, it sounds like you, you just, maybe you have just a little bit of negative connotation or a negative perspective around having emotional days. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, like I'm, I, I, I don't mind being emotional. I like to feel my feelings because I, I like that. I, can't it's not easy to hide them where do you get tripped up then what's yeah I it's a lot at once of different I feel like I have never been through so many at the same time okay like trying to feel all of them at the same time not that trying is the wrong word but being in all of them at the same time is something that I don't like I don't know when my mom was sick she was sick and she was at her house I just did my thing like when my dad when I was 19 had cancer and I was in another country he was over there I didn't need to experience grief because I didn't see it it wasn't this is like in my house, in my face, on my phone, like here. Like I can't separate myself. The emotions aren't separate. And I don't know where to go with it. Yeah. Well, it I think I think that's well, it's it's intense and it's new. Like, like, I mean, I think it's fair to say that this season, these situations are just new. It's, it's the unknown. It's unfamiliar. Like you said, yeah. like, even in past times where you maybe would have experienced some form of grief, there was something that kind of could help buffer you or distance yourself from that. But now it's in your home. This is a new intensity. There's a new ferocity to the grief that you are being faced with, to the grief that you're currently experiencing. There's not, um, you know, you're not on a mission trip where you can just kind of, you know, shut down those feelings and then go work. Or it's not like where you can hang up the phone from your mom and then go about your day. Like yeah. this is not escapable per se. And that, and yeah. that's scary. It's uncomfortable. Of course you're like freaking out and you're like, what am I doing wrong or what's going wrong? But it's not that anything's going wrong. It's just everything is new. It's like, it's like, you know, like when, when, when babies, you know, come out of the womb, they freak out because they're not in the womb anymore. And it's not like they're not safe. It's not like anything's wrong, but they just can't stop crying. You can't stop freaking out because they're just in an unknown territory. And then it's the mom's responsibility to, to do the best that they can to help soothe, to show them that they're safe, to teach them that their needs will get met, even though they're not in that, that, that sacred safe net of the womb. Like the mom then takes on that role. And I wonder like, who takes on that role for you? I think it's God, you know, I think it's the Lord. Like he's the one who can teach you how to soothe. He's the one who can, you know, show you that you're safe, even in this new unknown environment where it's very scary and you're very uncomfortable. Like he can show you that. 
Um, I feel like as a coach, like I see some of my role as that, you know, like my role is to like teach you how to soothe, you know, like, Hey, like, it's okay. You're, this is normal. You're safe. You're fine. But I think that also you can, because you're not a baby and because you are an adult with an amazing brain that can do amazing things. I believe that you can also teach yourself how to soothe and you can also play a role in in your acceptance of this new space of grief that you're in. What do you think about all of that? Yeah, I think, well, I mean, I wrote down that it's not, everything's not wrong. It's just new. <laughs> it's new. Yeah. Like when you said that, I was like, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, that makes a lot of, like, that's comforting. Mm-hmm. And then like realizing that, I know where to run to for comfort, and then I often just run to myself without having any plan in place. Does that make, like, if I run to myself and I have, like, a plan in place, like, great, but I don't have a plan in place. Like, I just, you know. <laughs> okay. Um, and I, I, I know that running to this, like, to God would, and scripture would be helpful, but it's, I don't know, I just haven't been doing it, and it's not, not fun, because that's, that's the only thing that's going to keep me going properly. My hair is literally so greasy, it's standing where, that's another thing I need to do today. <laughs> oh but yeah, I, I know I need to go and ha- prioritize my time with the Lord, and my time with myself, because if I'm not doing that, then I'm not gonna get through the grief because I mean, it'll show up eventually like later too in different ways, but like if I don't deal with it now, it's gonna come up in a monstrous way later. Well, maybe not, maybe that's traumatic, but it'll come up in a bigger way later. Yeah. Well, I think it's so interesting that even though you have had an emotional 24 hours, you know, if you want to call it that, you still showed up to our appointment because I needed it. (laughs) Right. So what if you were to show up for your appointments with the Lord or show up for your appointments with yourself with, with the same, with the same commitment? Yeah. Like why, why is showing up for me any different? Because you don't want to make me mad or like, you know, because you don't want to inconvenience me. Like, like, like there was a reason why you still showed up. So you're capable of showing up. You just have to figure out how can I honor all of my commitments and not just like, you know, these over here and then neglect the other ones that I know are still just as important. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is is some heavy coaching right here. (laughs) Good. It's good. <laughs> I mean, and I need it. I need it. I just, I also taking the pressure off myself of all of the other things that I've put on and prioritizing my overall well being. Because if I'm not doing good, I mean, I don't have to be great, but you know a six or a seven would be good on a scale of one to 10. 
but like if I'm not doing good like on that scale then it's going to be hard to you know be there for my kids so what number would you say you're at today or right now I think I'm at a six I mean I'm it's oh maybe not that's a lie that's 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 a straight up lie I it's very heavy like my body feels like I have a very tense, like I'm, my body feels the it right now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like a three probably. Okay. So you're at a three right now. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't mean you won't be a six or a seven later. Yeah. Doesn't mean I, mean, I, know I, need to. I know I need to shower to help that and probably now. And then, then we'll face the rest of the, whatever happens today because I feel like I, I mean, obviously worrying is like part of my personality. <laughs> Your MO. <laughs> it's what I do. I mean, I don't enjoy it, obviously. I'm trying to work, work with it, but like, I, I have, I, I don't even know. I feel like normally I have a long time to worry about something, but today it's just like, oh, here you go. New thing. Like yesterday and today, it's like new thing to worry about. Here you go, here you go. And like, maybe not. Maybe I'm being dramatic. I don't even know at this point. But I just, I don't know. I don't know, Jesse. I feel like I've said I don't know five thousand times because I'm just. That's okay. Let's let's stop judging your emotions. Okay. Like because you know, saying I don't know, I'm being dramatic, or I don't know, like. We don't need to go there. You don't need to judge your emotions. They're just your emotions. You're allowed to have them. You're, they're totally fine. You're at a three right now. Okay. Don't, don't beat yourself up over that. Don't nitpick that or judge that. You're at a three. Yeah. Later, you might be a, you might be a four or six or seven. Later, you might be a one. (laughs) You might be in the lowest of lows and that's okay. Let's, let's help you get out of the judgment of your emotions by talking about what are those basic steps that can help you keep taking steps forward, even though the emotions might still be there? So for example, you said shower. That probably can go at number one. Um, You know, if you're feeling like a mess and your hair is kind of greased up, shower would be good. Taking a nap. What Um, what else would... um, Well, I mean, unfortunately, not even unfortunately, statement. I have to make phone calls. Like somebody called us at me, us (laughs) at the beginning of this. And I was like, I can't right now. And she texted me like a, like a sentence of what it was about. And I'm not looking forward to it, but I know I have to, I have to have that phone call because I have to have that information. Mm -hmm. Like, then I know I have to do that. And I don't know, I guess properly, I don't like the word processing, but that's the word that's coming to mind, like processing whatever information she says. Because I feel like I'm quick to just relay information to other people, like to Edison, which is not a bad thing, or like my mom, 
again, not a bad thing, but without getting it in my own brain. Mm. Okay. And like waiting for other people to process it for me. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I don't want to deal with it. But I need to. Um, but yeah, I guess other things I could do is I'm going to do something fun with the kids so that I can't. Like I'm not coming home and doing normal stuff because if I come home, I'm just going to like come back to this. And I don't want to right now. Like that's not the time for that. But also my parents offered to take the boys tonight. So that could be a possibility too. But then I I had that thought of them taking him and then I'm like, well, that's selfish because, and I don't want, I don't know. I don't know why I feel like I can't, I can't let somebody else care for him right now. You say, I don't, you say, I don't know why, but I'll tell you why. It's because you're a mom. Yeah. Just sucks. I mean, it's good, but it sucks. (laughs) so weird. I feel that same way about being a mom. It's good, but it sucks. (laughs) Quote of the day. (laughs) 